you will hear a story about the capacity of the mind. And therefore, I need to add this important note. There have been no drugs involved except for occasionally some red wine. And now, enjoy. This is a story about solitude, resistance and discovery. It's about pushing the mental limits beyond the comfort zone. Scenario A. The man is climbing a vertical rock wall with no climbing gear. Free solo. If he falls, he's dead. He is 100% focused. He's alert, awake and aware of every single movement. There is no way that this guy can be anywhere else with his mind than where he is right now. Because that would mean he would be putting his life at risk. And in this case, we do understand that it is crucial to be in a deep-focused mental state. It's about surviving. Now take scenario B, (laughs) a bit different. A woman is sitting at a table trying to work. But the mind goes, hmm, another cup of tea would be nice. She gets up and makes herself a cup of tea. A bit later, sitting at the table, the mind goes, Oh, I can't think anymore. A little break would be great. Okay, let's have a break because, hey, if the brain needs a break, it's vital that we listen. A bit later, back at the table, the mind, Hmm, maybe I have received a message. Yeah, let's go and check. Like this, at least, I know. A bit later, the mind, it's been a while that I've been eating something. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Let's go for the apple and I'm doing something good here, giving my body a healthy apple. A bit later, the woman thinks, tonight I could watch a movie, that would be nice. I mean, that means self-care. Which movie shall I see? Let's go and check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another episode with me, Anna Yelen, the time expert. Someone who looks at every challenge as an experiment. Someone who wouldn't risk to push the physical limits too far. But for sure, someone who has no limits if we talk about challenging the mind. Little did I know that the two weeks in Sweden, all by myself, would open a new universe for me. But not the one I was expecting. And I have to. My my dear ones out there, I have to tell you what happened. And maybe, hopefully, it will give you something to think about. So welcome to this episode. 
let's talk about our brain or mind, however you want to call it. Imagine your brain has this dark universe with spirals and corridors and doors and wormholes and stars. It's all in there. It's all floating around and there is no ground, but you can still walk through this weird place with your little pocket lamp. It's more comfortable for you that it is pitch dark black. Because you would go crazy if you would see everything that is floating around you. With your little pocket lamp, you lighten up the path you want to go. And sometimes it happens that you get hit by something like boom in the head. And then you shine on the thing and you see it was a little meteorite, which is a bad thought. Or if you're lucky, you were hit by a little tiny bright star, which is an idea. This universe in here is so big, it's almost frightening. So if we have found the places and doors and corridors where we feel good, we will stay around them. We stroll around in our neighborhood feeling all secure. It's our comfort zone. It's a good feeling. And I wouldn't blame anyone who wants to stay in there forever. Because it's calm and relaxing. But if you are just a little bit like me, let's say you tend towards mental masochism, then you will have the desire of wanting to stand in front of one of these vast wormholes and you will close your eyes and you will let yourself fall straight into it, face forward. So you have to understand, your mind is this huge universe and there is always something going on everywhere, everywhere. But often, we just see the things we are looking at with our torch. Now let's go back to scenario B. The woman trying to work, but satisfying every need her brain gives her. Well... That was me on day number one in Sweden in solitude. I was there to start to write the book. And I remember sitting at the table, staring at the screen, trying to write. But the only thing I was hearing was my brain desiring loads of stuff. And I felt like a slave to my mind who was screaming after distraction. And I thought, that's strange, because I considered myself as a very indistractable person. Well, I tell you something, bullshit. And that's the thing that worries me. I'm worried about us, but more on this later. So let's carry on. In the end of day one, 
giving in to every single desire my brain was asking for, I was shocked. <laughs> and my mind was just pondering around the topic being indistractable, being distracted, pleasing every desire, and so on. And just before going to bed, I made a vow. To push my brain out of the comfort zone as much as I could. And that would imply not to please my desires, except for the necessary ones like going to the bathroom, eating, sleeping and swimming in the ocean. It would also imply not to stop thinking about the book. Very important. You just don't stop. You just think about the book all the time with a notebook and a pen on the side. I woke up the next day and started my push my brain beyond the limits program. Every day it was like this. The first two to three hours I was sitting in the armchair in the dark with candlelight thinking. Then it was getting light outside and I was able to stare at the ocean stare at the ocean, thinking. When I was famished and it was starting to distract myself too much, I made something to eat. But while preparing the food, I had to think about the book. During eating, I was in the taste, a tiny, tiny, beautiful break. And then I went outside to go and walk on the coast watching the ocean, thinking. And before I went back home, I was having my daily dip into the sea. And believe me, that was the moment when it was ultimately still in my brain. Because the water was so cold that I was just in this incredible sensation and it was terrific. <laughs> it was so good. Back home, sitting in the armchair, thinking until it was dark. Then I made a fire and continued to think, staring now into the fireplace. And you know, usually I have to calm myself down in the evening because otherwise my brain continues with the topic I'm thinking about or I'm working on in my dreams. So normally I avoid this. Not this time. Sitting for hours in front of the fireplace, I went to bed, lying down, still thinking about the book. Falling asleep. Continue thinking about the book in my dream. Waking up at about two o'clock in the morning, taking notes. Continue sleeping, wake, thinking. Waking up at about four o'clock in the morning, taking notes. Continue sleeping, dreaming, thinking until 5.30. And then I got up. I did this program every single day. I was thinking all the time. Now, do you want to know what happened during this time? Well, let me tell you. 
Because now that's where it gets interesting. Well, I I think so. And um, <laughs> I mean, oh, God. Oh, I'm, no, I'm too excited. Sorry. Okay. So you have to know, I had a plan for the book when I went to Sweden. I was very fond and sure that it's going to be this way. And when I started to push my brain out of the comfort zone, I had huge, but huge doubts coming up about the idea how I wanted to write it. Big doubts, huge doubts. And they didn't leave me anymore. And that was very disturbing. But I had to accept the way it was. On the day number three or four, I remember sitting there in my armchair after having been in it already for three hours at least, thinking, looking at the watch. And it was nine o'clock in the morning and I thought, this is insane. The days are so long. I thought, this is crazy shit. Like, come on, Anna, what the heck am I doing here? But I knew, hang in there, Anna, hang in there, please do it. Okay, now when you sit there for hours searching for something, you know, for searching something different, special, good, a good idea, a good story... It's like you are walking in this dark universe and now you are in the place with all the corridors and all the doors. It's long corridors everywhere and doors everywhere. And you open up one door after another and you look inside. Is there something in here? You know, they look like this. Something useful, something good. Now... Boring. Okay, let's carry on. Out next door. You open it, look around, you search. Again, nothing. And this, ladies and gentlemen, my dear ones out there, for days. You do this for days. Open a door, you look for something, nothing, you carry on. (laughs) That's, oh God, for days. You do this scenario. Over and over again. (laughs) And it's so frustrating. It was like... It was like the first time in my life that I really felt frustrated. And that's awful. That's awful. And then again, you open... And then, yeah, now this comes. You open the next door and hello, who's there? (laughs) Doubt. In huge letters, D-O-U-B-T. And you think, oh, no, 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 please. And you try to shut the door as quick as you can. Um, But Doubt puts his foot between the door. And now Doubt is following you again. And I wrote in my notebook, I believe I have to accept all the thoughts and states which show up. But boy, it's hard. But I'll handle it. 
What else could I do? But now, day number five or six, something happens. I'm sitting there in my armchair, thinking, when suddenly I feel a changement in my brain. And that's the weird thing. I felt it. I felt it every time, by the way. It feels like this. Oh. Oh, uh, oh. Okay. Something is going to happen. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Wait. I'm a. It's, I can feel I'm coming near something. But you know, it's still dark. And you can't see anything. And then you, you continue walking and you feel that. You're coming near something, and then you feel, okay, wow, wow, wait. And suddenly it gets bright and somehow colorful. And there it is. There it is. An idea, or a new insight, or a story. But the difference is, this time you look at it and you think, Oh wow, wait a minute, yeah, it's not that bad. And then I wrote. And for the next hours, I couldn't stop writing and I was flashed with dopamine. And it felt... I was so excited, like for a long time. So it felt as if I was having a long, long, long orgasm, really. It was like, oh, oh God, that's so good. Oh God, that's so good. <laughs> that's how it was, really weird. Now, in 16 days, it happened three times three times and still that's the thing I have no idea if those three insights were worth the suffering and thinking are they good I have no idea but still I think until now <laughs> these three ideas or thoughts or stories they will be in the book but this still makes the book like 1% of the book. Okay, now I tried to figure out what happened. Now let's look at the combination of two topics which gave me the result discovery. So in one hand we have solitude. It took me a few days, I have to say, but then... I started to hear and see everything, outside and inside, rather inside. And I went deep, very deep. And I can't remember when I have faced profoundness in this extreme, which I think is brilliant because you really get to know yourself. And on the other hand, we have resistance. 
maybe the toughest part. But also the part which pushed me beyond my known limits. And that's the thing. And that is where I discovered something. A little anecdote in between. Which shows me that my brain or my mind is just fooling me all the time again and again. When I look back at those two weeks, it seems as if it was a little lifetime. A little life. Just, you know, there. Very strange, very strange. And another thing is, I said to Samuel with a shrug, you know, like, yeah, no, I wasn't that creative. And Samuel looked at me and he said, are you kidding me? You published three podcast episodes and you started to write this short love story. Yes, by the way, which was completely unexpected. And you had three good ideas for the book. So with all the suffering, just sitting and thinking, I still had my hours of complete creativity and deep, deep, deep work. Now, I'm back here, preparing my next speech, answering emails, working on the podcast, and I have a few questions which aren't leaving my mind. From the day I came back, they're just somewhere here in this universe, but always knocking and screaming, Anna, can you please pay attention to me? I am not going to go away until you solve me. You know, you know, questions, they always want to be solved. I need an answer, otherwise I go inside. So I look at it, the question, I place it in a room in this universe and I gently close the door, you know, without the question realizing it. And it takes a few hours until the question understands and that it's still not having an answer. And then it comes back again, Anna, please. So I said, look, question, you're a very hard question. And I don't think that I'm going to find an answer, nor a solution. But I will take my time and write on you. Because it goes a little bit into the same topic as we are speaking here, the mind. So I did. I did write about it. And that is my next episode. If I'm going to put it in here, this is going to take one hour. So I have to cut here. But I will provide you with the question. I'm going to put it into your universe now. Okay. What would happen on the long term if we would resist to place the desire of distracting ourselves in everyday life? Again, I repeat. What would happen on the long term if we would resist to place the desire of distracting ourselves in everyday life? And there are many more. There are many more. Oh God, no, no, no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that to you, you know. Okay, I'm going to just leave you with this one question. But also I'm going to leave you with this episode, which, you know, about the mind. My God, 
We have a universe up here. Are we using it enough? Oh, I'm not sure. I am not sure. But my dear ones out there, now go and play with your mind. Let it fly. Go deep. It's such a good feeling. And I know even, look, I'm back. And I was like, I was so, I thought, I need 24 hours to go back deep. And I knew, well, but that is an illusion because now I'm back to daily business and I just have, you know, stuff to do. And um, I thought, okay, I don't care. I want to go deep whenever I can, like all the time. I'm trying to resist of the desires popping up all the time. And there are few now, just, you know, less. Well, we're going to talk about this the next time. So push it beyond the limits and see what happens. Play with your mind and for sure, enjoy. And by the way, this was an exception. I will not bother you in the future too much with the topic, the book, because I think that is really egocentric and I don't like that. Egocentric. No, 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 no. But one more thing just between us. My mom, just a few hours ago, two hours ago, she said like, well, I'm really... Someone else asked me, how is it going with the book? And I said, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, you have to listen to the episode to understand. And uh, my mom said, I'm really amazed because I thought you're just going to be writing, 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 and you're just going to lose yourself in the writing. I thought about this and um, I mean, I've been thinking about it as well in Sweden. Let me tell you one thing. The thing is, if I would like to write a non-fiction time management book, I could start right away. But the risk to create something mediocre is just too big. And yes, you guessed right. Another topic. I have high expectations. High. I mean, again, between us, I want this book to be a masterpiece. And I'm, oh God, I'm just hearing myself saying this. God, this is going to kill me. <laughs> I want this book to be a masterpiece. Am I crazy or what? But I mean, come on. Having high expectations, isn't that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Okay, so now we're back here. Where's the balance? Yeah, I know. I know, where's the balance? <laughs> and um, and yeah, last thing, and then I'm gone for today. Um, with everything explained, the suffering and the highs, and not finding the profoundness in my daily life here, even if I do find profoundness, which is good, thankfully, I'm going back to the place <laughs> next to the ocean all by myself very soon to think and write and now you go and whatever you want to do <laughs> maybe 
think and write <laughs> or just take a bath. I think I'm going to go and take a bath. Okay. Take care. That was fun. I don't know why that was so much fun, but that was fun. That was fun. Take care. Bye.